the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, IndustryGreetings.com, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Well, folks, welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. I hope you're having a not-so-soggy Saturday wherever you are. And this particular show, I want to take this time at the start of this year to go over a few things that need to be addressed. And, you know, we have all kinds of things that are going on in our economy. Things are going on in our politics. But we also have things going on in our judicial system. And that is something that has really caused some problems Those of us in California, Arizona, you've got the same things going on there. We really need to take a look at what's going on. So it is my pleasure to have Stanford graduate uh, DA Mike Heston, Riverside County DA, who is a great supporter of law enforcement, a great supporter of the Second Amendment. He works hand in hand with Chad Bianco, and he's he's an awesome person, and he's out there fighting the fight. And I think that One of the things that's very important is that we realize how law enforcement actually works. Now, I'm going to give my layman's understanding of it, and then Mike can correct me because he actually knows what he's talking about. Crime happens. You have the investigators, which are the police department. They usually don't stop it in progress. Sometimes they do, but they come up after the fact. They investigate, they create a case, they bring that to the district attorney. The district attorney looks at it and says, yes, we have valid Um, information here that this looks like the perpetrator, we should arrest him and go forward. They go with that. Then that goes into the judicial system. So the law enforcement side is really the catching the crooks, the putting the case together. And then we run into the judicial system. Mike, how am I doing so far? Pretty good. You're, you're, uh, you're, I I give you an A. There's a couple little things I would, I would correct. Well, let's correct them. Okay. So one of the things that is important and impressive about the American uh, legal system, let's call it the justice system, is that the power of the police and the power of the prosecutors is is completely separated. So the, the power to arrest somebody lies completely with the police. So they have to uh, have probable cause to arrest somebody. So they, they make an arrest. So prosecutors can't make arrests. I can't even order someone to make an arrest. So a, a police officer, a sworn police officer, has to have probable cause that a crime has been committed. They make that decision and they make that decision really independently of the prosecutor, which is a key, another uh, check and balance that was put into our constitution. That's a pretty important thing I missed. I'd say I got a B minus, not an A. (laughs) You're being too nice on that. So that that is a pretty important distinction. So they make the arrest and then it it goes into the system. So in California. So then they submit it. they, They submit it to the DA's office for charging of criminal matters. So okay. that's the, that's the part where we take over. If, if we decide to charge it and we, we have to have it pr- uh, evidence beyond a reasonable doubt, then we submit it to the courts. So it's really a three-step process. Right. So when it, when an arrest is made in California, um, let's, I mean, the favorite one here seems to be uh, shoplifting. Somebody steals a Glock 19 off the counter and runs away with it. So they're caught down the street, um, stealing a firearm in the state of California that's worth less than $900. Uh, what, what, what happens to them in that case? Well, unfortunately, in California, a few years ago, it was 2014, actually, the law changed so that when a, when a criminal steals anything less than $950 in value, it's a misdemeanor. So but, you can steal a Glock, just not a SIG, just for those of you out there. Just <laughs> write this down. Take notes. Anything under $950 is a misdemeanor, but even worse than that, it's a misdemeanor no matter how many times the 
a person gets caught and prosecuted. So somebody could go into a store, steal a gun, you know, 50 times in a row, get caught 50 times in a row. As long as that gun's under $950 in value, I can only ever charge them with a misdemeanor. And there's no cumulative effect. No cumulative effect. No, there's no incentive for the criminal to change their criminal behavior, you know, long-term. So what happens with a misdemeanor? So let's say that, you know, said said person steals the Glock, runs down the street, is arrested. What happens at that point for him? Well, they're going to be arrested and very likely in California, they're going to be site released, which means they don't even get taken to the jail. Uh, that's because uh, it's, it's, it is a misdemeanor and can only be a misdemeanor. But our jails are completely full based on another law that came down in California, AB 109, where the state of California sent their, their prison inmates to the local jails. Our local jails are completely uh, impacted and full. And so most folks that steal and commit a misdemeanor, they never see any jail time. So basically, the entire penalty for somebody who tried to steal something Obviously, if you're stealing from a gun store, there's other penalties you may incur. But somebody who went and stole something um, from an auto parts store, right? He grabs a stereo and he's running out the door, Best Buy or one of these poor places like that. The worst thing that's going to happen to them is they're going to get their pockets turned out at the curb and whatever paraphernalia is in their pockets are going to probably be forfeit. Other than that, they get a, a ticket. Please come to court. Right. They get it. They get a ticket. Please come to court. And I know you'll probably be shocked. Many of them don't show up to court. No, stop. <laughs> they don't. They don't come to court, and they just accumulate uh, these warrants. Um, it, it's it's terribly broken. I know we're both being uh, sarcastic and facetious, but it is terribly broken. And there's a real world impact to that. I, I speak all the time to business owners who are fleeing California, and you know a lot of the the big box stores they they can't afford the, the losses they're taking. They're taking massive losses when it, when it comes to theft. So a local store in Redlands, California, this was a couple of years ago. Uh, I was, when I lived in Redlands, <clears throat> the, uh, we were there, the night manager, and somebody tried stealing a cart full of stuff, and we grabbed the, the cart back from them. And she's this, this young, small, you know, Latina girl, and, and she's in tears. I don't know why they have her working nights, but anyway, she's maybe all of five foot two. And she says that every day they lose in alcohol alone about a thousand dollars. Now that's one store. And here's where people don't understand. It's like, oh, he stole a beer. Who cares? Right. You get that mentality in some people, a very dangerous, wrong mentality, I would say. But here's what happens. Vons is not going to go out of business or Safeway as they now are. What they have to do is if in that one store, they have $365,000 of liquor losses every single year, they have to raise their prices $365,000 on everything else to just to stay in business with the same profit margin. So who bought that Cretan that Jack Daniels running out the door? You did. The rest of the shoppers here are paying for that. The system that Gavin Newsom and the other people in charge have instilled, and Jerry Brown too, they, they have destroyed our, our political, our policing system, the fact that the law basically doesn't have any teeth. You know, you may have a few stories of yourself to share. Maybe you've seen some of this too, right? Yeah. So I totally agree with you. You're, you're, everything you're describing is exactly right. The one little twist I would put on it is that, you know, the vast majority of, of businesses are not, you know, big corporations they're mom and pop right. stores, and they do go out of business. They, they are also getting killed with theft. I mean, the, the thieves don't don't care. They'll go into you know a small liquor store and and clean them out as well. And they're facing the same dilemma. The problem is, you know, they they have such tight margins that, that they end up going out of business uh, or trying to leave the state. So, you know, California is in rough shape. We are in a real crisis with um, the the business atmosphere and and just kind of the lawlessness that's running rampant on our streets. Yeah, it's free range looting. There, there literally is daytime looting all the time now. Sometimes, you know, somebody could be armed uh, if you're on your own property. If you're in your own store, you may be armed for, to protect your life. But you can't, my understanding, and please correct everybody if I'm wrong on this, is you cannot defend property with lethal force. That's correct. That's correct. You can use lethal force uh, only to defend uh, your life or the life of someone else. So if they're running out the with a packet of jujubees you can't 
Just what, no. what about just in the leg? Can you shoot him in the leg? No, that you can't use lethal force. Nope. Dang. So you're correct. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's why they, they go in boldly. They'll go in unarmed, non-threatening, just grabbing their stuff. They don't say anything to anybody, walk out, no threats. And there's not a thing you can do. And even I think if you were to put your hands on them, now you have other issues, right? Right. I mean, a lot of, a lot of places, you know, when I first started as a prosecutor, they, uh, there were, you know, grocery stores and, and, and department stores, they, they had loss prevention officers. We used to call them in our trials when we, we actually used to do trials for theft. You know, someone committed a theft in, Imagine Riverside, that. in Riverside County, they go up on trial and go yeah. into jail. Now, now you're dating yourself, Mike. I know I've been around a long time, but what was interesting is back then they had loss prevention officers. And my understanding is a lot of places don't even bother anymore. They just say, you know what, we're not going to hire loss prevention because we can't prevent the loss. So we're just going to write it off send it to our insurance. But again, as you point out, that's also not a solution because we end up paying more in prices. Yeah, we pay, insurance we pay goes the- up because of the losses right. that are incurred. It keeps, it's, it's round and round and round. Folks, this is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. I'm here with the district attorney for Riverside County who does a great job in a very difficult circumstance. You can get to the website at rivcoda.org. That's riversidecountyda.org. If you need to uh, see what's going on there, we're going to talk about some of the broken systems. They're intentionally broken. Now, those of you who are in Arizona, I know you're saying, hey, I got away from this, but I'm telling you, you need to listen. So, folks, we'll be right back after this. Philip Naiman, Naiman, whoever I am, FiringLineRadio.com. Springtime is just around the corner. Soon, it'll be time to get back outdoors and soak up a little sun. And we need it. So why not enjoy the outdoors or the things you love in the field or the range, in the lake, or even in the stream? It's a great time now to get stocked up with the gear you need. Turner's Outdoorsman is California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971. And it even has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and member specials sent directly to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman's, savings you deserve on the gear you need. It's definitely expensive to advertise for your business, but not advertising is more costly to your bottom line, especially in this current economic climate. While we all know that sending Christmas cards to family and friends is an American tradition, we forget to extend that tradition to our customers and business associates. So show your appreciation for customer loyalty and remind clients that you and your company are still ready for their business. But don't just send any card to take advantage of the marketing opportunity that you're looking for. Your cards need to stand out. IndustryGreetings.com specializes in industry-specific Christmas cards. Whether you're an accountant, contractor, realtor, welder, or anything in between, our creative and exclusive card designs are the perfect fit. So head over to IndustryGreetings.com and search by your industry. Or check out our patriotic or religious Christmas cards and order today. That's IndustryGreetings.com or call them at 800-431-9161. IndustryGreetings.com, 800-431-9161. I use them, so should you. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. Philip Naiman here, your happy host. But we're talking about a very difficult subject. And what we're talking about today is the crime wave, the free-range felons, the daytime looting that is going on 24-7. Well, daytime looting isn't going on 24-7, but some kind of looting is going on 24-7 here uh, and we're all sick of it. And so I have Riverside County District Attorney uh, Mike Heston on. And Mike is a veteran prosecutor. He's had over 100 trials, 20 murder cases, I think eight death penalty cases. Of course, those are also a thing of the past. Are they not in California? Still on the books. Uh, it's, it's seven. I did seven death penalty cases, but it's still on the books. It's no still- one can hope, you know, live with one more. <laughs> Still the law of the land. We just have a governor that says he it's he's going to refuse to enforce the law uh, while he's governor. So that's where we're at. So I know that you're in a political position. Uh, I am not. And this this governor, um, I Gavinis, who thinks he's the emperor of California, he 
has done everything he can to destroy everything that made this country or this, the state great. You know, my understanding as we speak, there are plans on the books to close three more state prisons, one of them being Pelican Bay. Pelican Bay used to be, for those of you who were, you know, Attica, Attica, New York, the worst place you can go, right? Pelican Bay in California was like, it was the bottom of the sewer pit where all the scum went. Well, they're going to be closing that. So what does that mean? That means that those people will be pushed down into county jails. You know, um, how does that make your life a little harder, D.A. Hestron? No, this is this is a disaster. This is so the folks that run the state of California, they're they're progressives and progressives live in a delusional world where if you close prisons, you actually can pretend that there's less crime. And, that, and that's not the reality. Obviously, uh, a population the size of California, we need a certain number of prisons. There's just going to be a certain number of people that they have to be locked up. They have, um, they know, have them. They have the mindset, right? Gavin Newsom has a mindset. If he closes his eyes, he's invisible. Something like that. Yeah. It's, it, I, you know, I've always said it's akin to, to saying, Hey, there's too many sick people. So let's co- let's close some hospitals. Well, that, that doesn't make define it, sickness, right? It doesn't make the sick people go away. It doesn't make them healed. You're just, you're pretending that, you know, you're certainly going to have less patients because you have less hospitals and that's kind of where California's at. You know, we want to incarcerate less people. So we're just, doing it artificially by closing prisons, where the right way to deal with high incarceration problem is to bring crime down, right? And we know how to bring crime down. We just don't have people willing to do it. Well, so it seems to me when you see somebody committing a heinous felony, it's probably not their first rodeo, right? Most people don't start with armed robbery, shooting three witnesses, Right. That that seems to be the culmination of 20 years of really, really bad decision making that should have been stopped along the way. Um, And so we do have lifetime criminals. This is what they do. They do not want to get a job at Amazon warehouse. If they did, they just steal from it. They don't want a job there. They want to continue to do what they're doing. And and you have to keep society safe by taking those people away from the population. Now, my personal I like, you know, the uh, six foot in the ditch thing. I'm okay with that. Now, you're the district attorney. You can't talk about that. But, you know, if a man has a lifetime of crime and only a lifetime of crime ahead of him, he should never be released. We just lost a Riverside County deputy, uh, I think about two weeks ago, in this exact situation that never should have happened. Would you speak a little bit about that, kind of the background? Yeah, it's a it's a tragedy and, and a heartbreak that's really fresh for us here in Riverside County. We we lost a deputy sheriff uh, who was conducting a traffic stop when a repeat multiple, you know, repeat felon uh, pulled a gun and shot him and killed him during that traffic stop. That individual should never have been on the streets. He was already a convicted third striker prior to that day. And third strikers under California law should be in prison for, for their life, life in prison. That's what the law says. And it, it didn't happen. The, the system failed uh, Deputy Cordero. It failed his family. It failed our community. And we're, we're heartbroken right now. We're dealing with the tragedy. The funeral is tomorrow. And, uh, but there's going to be a reckoning. There has to be because well, the people in this community are, are, are had it. They're, they're outraged. So if I if I do something against the law if, if or policy, if this is policy, this is procedure and I'm an employee of the state and I break that, I take on personal liability. So if a state employee like, I don't know, let's just say a superior court judge uh, decides not to hold that person accountable and puts them out on the street why do they not have accountability for that? Why do they not have liability for the actions of that person that they put back on the street? Because frankly, they have blood on their hands. And my understanding is that's not the first time it's happened in that courtroom. Yeah, that I don't know. I, I, I don't know. that Once the, is too the, many. Well, the, the judge is not from our from Riverside County, from a, a neighboring county. So I, I don't I'm not familiar with the judge. Um, I know that the judge was was a former prosecutor, actually. Um, all I can tell you is that in, in this case, this individual, there's no way he should have been on the street to kill Deputy Cordero that day. He should have been behind bars based on his. Based his, on the law. 
And, and based on his his career as a criminal, he, he was a career criminal. He was, you know, more than a decade of committing very violent, very serious crimes. And we do have a tool. It's called the three strikes law to put people like that in prison and keep the rest of us safe. And it just didn't happen. It failed. It just failed. The system failed. And we, we have to we've got to go back and say, how did the system fail and how do we make sure it doesn't happen again? Well, uh, you know, I have. You're probably catching on here kind of quick. I have my own ideas on how to fix things. When I'm emperor, it's going to be a good week. But anyway, um, I, I've seen parole boards where they have let people out time and time and time again. And those people come out and commit fresh crimes, which commit a complete new list of victims, broken lives, broken bodies, broken dreams that these horrible people have taken from innocent people. And I've never understood why there hasn't been any kind of at least civil liability for a parole board. If you believe that person should be on the street, then you sign on it. You're civilly liable for whatever they, they do. If you're not willing to sign for that, why would you put them back on the street to cause new victims? Why would you take that chance? You know, why would you? Well, I'm going to give him another chance. It's not your game. He doesn't live in your neighborhood. You know, give him your spare bedroom if you want to give him another chance. Let's go that route. But but to be a bleeding heart on somebody else's life is vastly unfair. You know, I think what what happens is a, a lot of um, a lot of what's happening in California politics, a lot of, you know, that the philosophy that judges adhere to and men, many folks in California that are, that have this kind of progressive ideology when it comes to criminal justice and, and the justice system in general is again, they, they, they don't want to face reality. They see that, you know, they, they see folks that have, that are criminals and they see in them a victim. They see in them someone who, you know, needs another chance. And that, and that's great. If you're talking about someone who's, you know, young and, and committed a minor offense, you know, when you're talking about, about that individual, I'm on your side. Hey, let's, let's get this guy rehabilitated. We don't want to put him in prison where he learns how to be a hardened criminal, but you've got people that are, they've shown over and over again that they have no regard for the law, no regard for, for human life and for any decency. Once they've crossed that line, then we, we have to remember that we're not being compassionate by letting them out or, or being lenient. We're actually being cruel to the next victim and the yes. next family that has to suffer what's going to happen. And it's, and it's going to happen. It's, it's, not, uh, it's, it's not rocket science. When you let a career criminal out and you're lenient on them, you've just, you've just bought another victim you know, a lifetime of misery. Yeah, you know, it's what they do. And I think it's what you're, you're correct. You're not being you're not helping the criminal. You're creating a new line of victims. You are just setting somebody else up for heartbreak, bodily damage, destruction, rape, arson, just the whole litany of all the great things in life, you know, and uh, it, it just drives us up the wall because we want to be law abiding citizens. Society only works because we all majority of us agree to play by the rules, right? We agree not to go in and steal everything at Best Buy. We agree not to go steal everything at, at Safeway or whatever it is. That's why society works. We have a small minority of super criminals that are committing the vast majority of all the crimes and three strikes were designed to wipe it out. And it did. It worked extremely well for almost 20 years, dropped our crime rates super far down, but now they're just letting the problem prop back up again. You know, you make a great point. I want to emphasize it because I think nowadays in the, you know, people don't worry, say people, the, the, a lot of folks in the media, they don't worry about facts. They just have their narrative. And what they tell, what they tell the country, what they tell the, the people of this country is that, oh, you know, things like three strikes, it didn't work. It, it, it was counterproductive. And that is just nonsense. The data is clear. Three strikes and, and, you know, putting the worst offenders in prison made our crime rates plummet in in california very good and i think we have to take a break right here hold that thought we're going to come right back philip Naiman, firinglineradio.com hi folks philip Naiman from firing line radio show if you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one you'll be glad to have ccw safe on your side 
CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to Escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me at 951-252-2027. That's 951-252-2027. One last time, day or night, area code 951-252-2027. Or go to edhoffman.net. Click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Hey folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, back here with Michael Hestron, DA of Riverside County. We were just on a hot point there, had to take a stinking commercial, sorry about that. Uh, Mike, will you pick it up real quick? Uh, you're talking about the media and the facts? Well, I just was talking about the fact that, you know, it gets lost now that the three strikes effort, we, we brought crime, the crime rate in California to historic lows. And, you know, I, I love it when I see some uh, supposed expert on TV and they say, well, you know, crime was down... To, to historic lows, we really don't know why that happened. And I, just, I laugh out loud because we do know why that happened. We made a concerted effort in this state to lock up the most dangerous criminals. We passed tough crime, tough legislation on career criminals, on three strikers, on violent offenders, and it worked. And what happened, really, if you want to know what really happened, is the crime rate was so low that people forgot that they had to worry about crime. And so all of a sudden, you know, when they forgot about that, then they started feeling bad for the offenders. And and I, and I get it. And, you know, our, our prison population was high. And I, I do understand that, that that's not ideal. But, but we but, had a very but, safe but, Wait a second. Our prison population was high. And I, I didn't mean to cut you off and be that rude, but I am. I, I am that rude. But the, <laughs> uh, the prison population was high because they quit building additional prisons as our population right. grew from 20 million to 38 million. They didn't have any that's more right. infrastructure. That's right. And I would also note that our prison population is high, uh, but not compared to the crime rate. So our crime rates are high in California and in the United States. So a lot of times, you know, they want to compare to other countries that, you know, it's, it's not a fair comparison. So got to look at the crime rate. So we're driven by the criminality. And, and it's a fair response that government is going to incarcerate people dependent on the crime rates. If crime rates go up, yeah, guess what? You're going to have more people incarcerated. So maybe we need to have this discussion with those people who feel that way. It's like, well, so what you're saying and then is we need to have a quota on criminals. So we're only going to prosecute the first thousand murders in California, everything over that, you know, Hey, we've met a quota. So we just won't count them. I mean, the, the logic doesn't work. If there's been crime and violent crime, it needs to be addressed. You can't say, well, there's, we're, we're prosecuting too much of it. That doesn't make it go away. You know, it's, (laughs) I don't know the planet that they live on. It's it's amazing to me because the same people are out there. And, well, here's an incident I had this this week. We um, I was in Redlands at a at a store, and a uh, free ranger was on the front doorstep of this business, um, sleeping in the rain with what looked like to be a machete. You know, and so we called the police department. Said, you know, hey, you got your gentleman up here, and they knew who he was. His name was I think 
well, anyway, they, they recognize his name. They eventually caught him after, like he said, the sixth foot chase this month. Well, that tell you, this guy has a warrant out. He's arrested again. The resources of the police department chasing the same bonehead who's running around with a machete or a pointed stick or whatever he had um, six times in a month. You know, what does that look like? 30 hours? That's probably 30 hours of labor to deal with this one idiot who should be in jail because he's a criminal, career criminal. It's one. There's thousands of them. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. So one of the things that I always try to get the public uh, to to be clear on in terms of you know crime and and how it how it actually gets uh, enforced is it's not you know crime is not evenly spread around the population. The vast majority of people in any community, even the hardest hit you know so so called crime ridden communities, the vast majority of the people living there are law abiding. Law abiding. They never get arrested. They follow the law. It's a small group of people that commit crimes over and over again. And that's why that's why targeting them, the, the, the ones who who commit crimes and locking them up. That's why it has a huge effect on the overall crime rate, because you're, you're removing someone who has shown they're going to keep committing crimes over and over again. So, you know, yeah, even Joe Biden figured that out. He says, you know, Corn Pop was a bad dude. You know, if Joe Biden can figure that one out, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about corn pop there. You don't have to comment on that. So, um, you know, okay, so let's talk prison realignment. Okay. Realignment. Let's talk prison closing uh, and free range felons and the 70,000 prisoners released by Gavin Newsom, I Gavinus, and uh, Jerry Brown. So, you know, it's, it's part of a larger effort, and you've already touched on it in, you know, during the show, and it's, it's really called, called decarceration, and it's an, it's, a, it's an effort to close our prisons, close our jails, get people out of our jails. So they're doing it in a couple of ways. They're changing the laws, they're closing prisons, and then they're supporting prosecutors who won't enforce the law, oh. right? So we've got an, I've got a, a neighbor down here in Southern California, and I don't want to give him any uh, publicity, but he just on his first day in office as elected DA said, these are the list of crimes I'm not going to prosecute. And, you know, that's not our system. I don't I don't get to make the law. I'm not a I'm not an emperor. I'm you know, I'm a I'm a public servant. I'm a district attorney. I enforce the law as it's written. And and that's our system. And that's what I signed up for. And if you you raise your hand and take an oath to uphold the constitution. That's what you're agreeing to, to live by. And so there's this new breed of prosecutors that don't want to do that and think they can pick and choose. So I'm guessing, a, a, I'm guessing George Soros did not fund your campaign. No, he did not. No, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a, a nickel from that guy. No. So, um, you know, so it's a multifaceted approach. It's, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're working hard in Sacramento to change the laws and, and water down and take away the tools that we have to keep our communities safe. They're closing prisons. They're releasing prisoners from the prisons with new, new parole board. They're um, electing well, let's, these. Let's, let's talk about that real quick. Cause here's something okay. else that I think is devastating. So these parole boards, they come in and they say, why is this guy got 20 years for life? His last, his last uh, conviction was for, car uh, he stole a car why that's not violent he just stole a car big deal they recovered it well yeah it was pled down from a carjacking where he pistol whipped somebody and 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 the 14 other things he wasn't convicted on they never bring those things into account and just again it's it's the pattern you know i do investment services and you know one of the things we do when we're charting we're watching for patterns patterns you know the trend is your friend but lots of things like that and in real life, it does matter. And these people have the ability to neglect facts and just go off of whims. Like you said, uh, you know, the uh, DA in L.A. that uh, destroyed San Francisco, was not happy with that, decided I should blow up Los Angeles, too. You know, he's heading south. San Diego's his next stop. So look out for you guys. But it's it's important that, you know, we hold these people accountable for people on parole boards. They should be known who they are. That when they release a felon who commits a crime, they should say, hey, the four out of six of you said this guy can go. This person has been harmed by your decision. You didn't have to let him go. You decided to. That judgment on your end caused this. 
you are directly involved in the in the mayhem caused by that free range felon you released. Yeah. Uh, one thing your your listeners might enjoy is that a few years ago the law changed in California and allows for what's called elderly parole, right? So someone who's elderly can be released early, no matter what, no matter what their sentence was. So you'll never guess what elderly is defined as in California. 65? 50 years old. So I'm elderly. So if I, you know, here, look, look at me, do I look like I would need to, you know, be released or that I could no longer pose a, a threat to the, the public? I mean, it, our, our system has become the butt of many jokes and it's too think- bad. I think it's important that uh, you get to be released off of your life sentence while your victim's still alive. It's, it's a, it's a broken system for sure. I thought this was going to be a fun show. I don't know anymore. <laughs> no, whenever you ask the DA to come on, you're not, you're not going to get an uplifting. Uh, you know what? It's not your fault, Mike. I know that, that you are, uh, you're in there, you're fighting, you're doing what you can. As a matter of fact, we're going to bring this up in our last session here. We've talked about prison closings, the realignments, the I Gavinus emperor syndrome, where he's released. Uh, what, what is the total number of, of prisoners? It was, it's closer to 70,000, isn't it? Over the last several years. I think so. Yes. 70,000. That is the population of the city of Redlands, folks. That's twice the population of the city of Prescott, Arizona, in felons released from jail. How is that going to work in a, in a state? Right. Not to mention now prison guards got to go find a real job. It's just it's, it's not good all the way around. Um, when we come back, I want to talk about what happened in Riverside County. OK. The thousands of things that happen and why, and uh, what we can do maybe in the future to get that corrected. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Get our podcast at firinglineradio.com. You can also find out on our YouTube channel um, some of the stuff we have going on there. We are redoing our website that will have our vendor discounts next to the vendors. Somebody pointed it out. That's a good idea. Well, we're going to get that fixed, too. Anyway, we'll be right back after this with uh, DA Mike Hestron, Riverside County. We'll be right back. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. Springtime is just around the corner. Soon, it'll be time to get back outdoors and soak up a little sun. And we need it. So why not enjoy the outdoors with the things you love in the field or the range, in the lake, or even in the stream? It's a great time now to get stocked up with the gear you need. Turner's Outdoorsman is California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971. And it even has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and member specials sent directly to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman's, savings you deserve on the gear you need. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. Fine figure of a man. Yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. Hey, folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, with, here with Mike Hestron, DA for Riverside County. I did mispronounce his name the first two segments. He was kind enough to bring that up for me. Uh, we, we got the R in there on the last two segments, R for Riverside. Hestron, very good law enforcement guy, been a prosecutor for 20-plus years, almost 30 at this point in time, but we're not going to uh, tell him your age there, Mike. <laughs> Riverside County 
had a very unique thing. Many, many counties over the last couple of years had faced the same problem. But Riverside County in Southern California decided we have a unique solution to this problem of backlogged criminal courts. What happened? So let me let me take your uh, take you back a little bit. So uh, over the time of the COVID pandemic and the lockdowns, uh, they the the state well the county closed our courts, and it was really only a partial closure. And this is important. So they closed it as to trials because it was deemed that you know it's too dangerous to bring jurors in and attorneys being face to face with one another. So no, very few t- trials happened. Um, but what they the intake part of the criminal justice system was still open. So police were still arresting criminals. We were still charging criminals with crimes. And then once they were charged, they'd go over to court and their case would be put off far into the future. And the idea was, you know, at some point we'll be past this uh, this COVID emergency and we'll be able to reopen. Well, that that was the that was in effect for almost two years. So you can imagine the result of that. There is a huge backlog of cases pending trial. So in October of 2021, we were at 2,800 cases pending trial. That's not a good, it's, that's, that's a high number. There were, there were many other um, counties in California that had you know, similar pending cases, called them backlogs. So 2,800 is a number, but that's not relative to, it's not relative to anything to us. How many would you typically do in a month pre-COVID? Well, no. So the, that was that was the, the backlog of cases that were set for trial. So that that's not the number of cases that we normally would do in a month. But twenty eight hundred cases set is is a high number. So that means right. you've got twenty eight hundred cases waiting to go to trial. They're all they're all ready to go to trial. So normally, you know, in, in a perfectly in a perfect world, it would you'd be caught up. There would be no backlog. So we were we were basically backlogged by twenty eight hundred on October 7th the time waiver, uh, the, the waiver from the Supreme Court ended. And what I mean by that is typically, you know, pre-COVID and now again, uh, when someone's arrested, there's, it starts a clock. So, you know, there's, there's time limits on prosecution. So those were all waived during COVID. So that's how we were able to put their cases off far into the future. We just said, hey, put your case, we'll hear your case whenever we can, and the time waivers are waived. Well, that all ended on October 7th. Our judges decided at that time to start doing a a policy, really, of mass dismissals. So they started basically looking at how many courtrooms they had that day. If they had three courtrooms or four courtrooms, they would send the cases out. And the rest of them that were on calendar that day for trial, they just dismiss them. And we've been fighting against that. I, I think that's they're unjustified. Uh, they're not justified, I don't believe, by the law. We've challenged it. We've taken that their ruling up to the appellate courts in, here in California. Um, but there's another problem, and, and that is, aside from the legal problem, and that is that we've got we've had now, since October, a thousand criminal cases dismissed. Wait, and that only, is, only, only a thousand so far. So far, right. We're still climbing because it's happening every day. And so, the, you know, those are, the vast majority of those cases are misdemeanors. We've had about a hundred felony we've cases. Said, but wait, as we've said, a misdemeanor could be stealing $900 from something for the 47th That's right. time. That's, it so could a misdemeanor be. in California is not like a jaywalking ticket, which, by the way, is no. no longer legal because illegal because that's racist to jaywalk, but or to hold somebody accountable for jaywalking. But they could be the guy could have had been arrested 50 times for for $500 worth of theft for the 50th time. And it's a misdemeanor and it gets thrown out. He's a career criminal. Well, that's right. And and not only that, I mean, misdemeanor cases, many of them that were dismissed were misdemeanor domestic violence, misdemeanor sexual battery, um, even even some cases where, you know, you have child victims, uh, misdemeanor, you know, annoying and those kinds of things. Or sometimes so, they're pled down to a misdemeanor to get them to, to go, right? Well, I mean, right now, nothing's pleading in Riverside County because, you know, defendants are looking to get their dismissal. So not much is pleading out right now. Yeah, that um, was a great point you made. Can you go over that as to how, how that's been damaged now? Yeah, so, you know, typically someone's arrested. The vast majority of people that come into to the criminal justice system are not career criminals. They're maybe like a DUI. Someone had too much to drink. That, that's a real crime. I'm not diminishing it. But, you know, most of the folks that come in, they, they know they're guilty. They want to just, you know, get the best deal they can. 
And so they they plead out, they plea bargain with the prosecutor. That happens day in and day out all across all across the country, certainly all across our county. And that has stopped now because when, now that people get the idea that if at the end of the criminal process is going to be a dismissal, you know, put yourself in their shoes. Why would you agree to anything? Yeah, and their attorneys guys. are certainly telling, yeah, they're certain the attorneys are certainly giving them, I think, the right advice, which is, hey, let's hold off here. Let's see if we can get a get a dismissal. We can angle for a dismissal. And so the system it, it, it's in a it's finally balanced. And then when you upset that balance, it's not going to work. And that's what's happening here. I think there was a case you were talking about where a judge decided he was going to open up a courtroom. You had like eight or ten cases that morning were ready to go, and they were all ready to, to try and get dismissed. But when the judge says, "Oh no, we're going to hear you all," eight of them said, "We want to plea." Right? They, That's right. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. It was just just about right. So we had a day about a month ago where no uh, dismissals were happening for whatever reason. The stars lined up. Uh, a judge came out from his chambers and said, I have three courtrooms. There were there were actually 12 misdemeanor cases that were that were ready for that trial. And as you said, many of them were hoping for a dismissal. Judge came out in the afternoon and said, I'm going to send three of you out and went back in his chambers. Didn't say another word. Immediately, the defense attorneys grabbed their prosecutor who's in the room and said, hey, remember that deal that you offered me a couple months ago? I'll take that now. Just so it was just the prospect of going to trial that that focused them and said, you know what, I'll take that deal. And uh, of the 12, uh, 10 of them pled out. One of them continued to another time and only one of them went to trial. So that's that's how our system's supposed to work. Right. Exactly right. And uh, the judges who there's another problem when they dismiss the case, right? You can't come back uh, later. That's right. So felonies, you can. So we can we can refile a felony uh, one time. Uh, we get one refile, but misdemeanors, you can never refile them. So those cases are gone no matter what we do. Uh, so, the, you know, of the thousand plus cases that have been dismissed, you know, the vast majority of them are gone forever. But here's the interesting thing. Remember, I told you there were twenty eight hundred cases backlogged. Uh, and this is these are numbers from about 10 days ago. So twenty eight hundred we started with. The, the judges have dismissed a thousand criminal cases. Our backlog is still at 22, 2300 right now because the new cases coming in, you know, they're not pleading it at all. So we're, we're, we're sort of, uh, you know, yeah, they know there's a game there. Just hold tight, right. you know, hold, you can bluff, right. you can bluff in Riverside County and get away with it. Yeah. So we're not making much progress here. We're going to continue to have a backlog until this uh, policy of mass dismissal comes to an end. How would you fix it? Here's your magic wand. There you go. Right. So it's really it's really not magic. So there have been other counties that have had to work through backlogs. And, you know, here's here's what they do. They bring in groups of retired judges to to help out with the with the Can volume. I volunteer. I could be a good judge. <laughs> they they extend hours. You know, they, they might have to work later into the night. You know, some of them have even said we're going to come in on Saturdays and do uh, Saturday by, you know, Saturday court by Zoom. So, that you, you know, you, the attorney, you can stay home, but we're going to do it by Zoom. So. It's those kinds of things. Look, I'm not here pretending that it's going to be easy. I'm not here pretending that, hey, this is nothing. It's just, you know, business as usual. But what I am saying is that's why we get paid taxpayer money to do these jobs. We get those, paid. Those victims need their voices heard. That's right. That's what this that's is right. about. And for that's a thousand, right. those, those pompous judges to push people off like that, it might irritate me a little bit. But I'm a very calm person. No, I mean, you're right. It's it's totally unacceptable to say to someone who's been victimized, hey, I'm sorry, we just didn't have the resources to get to you. So you get no justice. The person who harmed you, they never see their day in court. And it's like it never happened. That is that is incredibly damaging to the criminal justice system as a whole. It it undermines the public trust in prosecutors and defense attorneys and judges and the minute you lose that public trust, you're asking for big trouble. Yep, exactly right. Folks, I want to thank my very special guest, Mike Hestron, DA for Riverside County. You can tell he's got a very difficult job. He does it very well. You know, we want to pray for peace. We want to pray for more prisons. We want to pay for all the bad people to go into those prisons and frankly, never come out. I'm okay with that. Um, we can rehab them on the inside. They can make it a very pretty, nice place to live on the inside, away from the rest of us innocent people. I'm okay with that, too. 
DA Mike Hestron, thank you so much for what you do. Folks, if you want to find out more about the Riverside County DA, and give them a shout out, some support, rivcoda.org. And of course, our podcasts are at firinglineradio.com. Have a great day. Stay dry. God bless. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, IndustryGreetings.com, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor to the show, Sean Gibbs of Ask Defensive Training Company. They're in Redlands, California. They also sell guns and ammo. But the most important thing that they have for you here today is their training courses. Ask, kind of an interesting name. Why would you call it that for guns and ammo? Well, Ask stands for Attitude, Skills, and Knowledge. And that's what they focus on at Ask Defensive Training. Sean has basic courses for a first-time gun buyer. If you're not familiar with your firearm, you want to be able to use it safely, perfect place for that. He has also additional courses for defensive handgun, advanced handgun, and even learning how to shoot a firearm in low-light situations. Bring your mag light. So folks, check them out at askdefensive.com, A-S-K-defensive.com for a schedule of classes. He's got a great store in there too, so buy what you want, train what you want, askdefensive.com. Traditional investment strategies may not be as reliable as you think. Hi, folks. This is Philip Naiman, host of AM590's Firing Line Radio Show, heard Saturdays at 1 o'clock, and the founder of Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Our world is changing dramatically, and your investment strategy should be changing too. Now's the time to get a second opinion. Our mission at Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management is to help you on the path to pursue your financial goals while addressing risk. Our approach to financial planning is based on the biblical principles of stewardship. We'll guide you every step of the way, removing the mystery of retirement planning. So call us today for a free consultation at 909-406-1144. That's 909-406-1144 or online at cornerstonecwm.com. Our second opinion service will test your current strategy against market risks to identify any weak points. So don't wait. Call today, 909-406-1144. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.